and thanks for tuning into this episode which is all about breakups and the effects it can have on you your next relationship and your mental health today we will fall into conversation with natalie heather jade and nathan who are currently single and willing to talk about their past relationships it's often underestimated how breakups can either affect your mental health or change your behavior behavior can change for the better after a breakup so it's not all bad as these experiences contribute to your growth as a person they even touch on dating in 2020 let's get straight into it so do you want to kick off with your story and tell us how it went i guess for me it was i was going to the third year of a relationship we'd been arguing like non-stop for basically six months it was literally new year's day and i i was doing the dishes and i was like i can't do this anymore and that was that sort of the breakup in terms of the actual heartbreak there was a lot of things that went wrong i would say it was just hurtful to feel quite neglected in a relationship and just a bit on your own. And I think a lot of the growth came from that. And would you say that you still feel like affected to this day or do you feel like you've overcome it? I think I'm getting there. Definitely better than I was, but I'm not 100% there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so similar to um, Heather, I kind of felt like one day it was too much. I think I knew from the January that I didn't want to be in the relationship, but it took me a long time to come to terms with it. And then in September after a number of like arguments and issues, I brought up the conversation and I felt like I was with someone who I was with for the sake of being with them instead of being with someone who I would have chosen at that age. And because I was with them for a long time, it felt like you kind of just stayed together because you'd been together a number of years. So that was the breakup. In terms of heartbreak, yeah, I had lots of heartbreak along the way. I felt like he chipped away at my heart until he shattered it in the end, which sounds a bit dramatic, but I think post-breakup, I think I've said this to you both, post-breakup, seeing him with someone else like two months after we broke up, after being together 11 years, I think that was the final straw for me to realise that I needed to move on. And um, yeah, that it was the right decision that I made just from the action alone. And do you feel like it's been easy to kind of segue after 11 years, just focus on yourself? Or is it more of a thing of you're having to find out who you are because you were with someone for 11 years, you were never really you by yourself? Yeah, I think I always thought I was so independent. And when I broke up with that person, I realised how much of a part of my life they were Um, and I wasn't probably as independent and I was finding myself and finding things that I was into on my own rather than someone else introducing it to me. I think I totally, um, I'm quite similar in terms of like with Jade, like when you said how it's when you see that the other person move on, I think you don't realise how much like you know at that point you've kind of think oh yeah okay I'm, I'm I'm slowly getting better I'm slowly getting over this and then when you see them with someone else that's when you really think oh okay yeah like it's like another dagger straight in your heart again and then you're like right okay I definitely need to get my shit together and and, and it needs to be done with now but yeah no that mine was similar to how Jade was as well and also like the fact that you after the relationship you realize how much of a presence that person has in your life and how much your world and your 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 life revolved around that one person and I think for me that massively made a difference um and like my relationship was 
a very long time as well it was like seven years and it started when I was like in my early 20s so you know early 20s you're quite young as it is anyway trying to find yourself so when you're with someone you kind of think you you're, you're sort of finding yourself with that other person and you don't realize that you, what you think is you is yeah. not necessarily you it's you with that person and it was only after I broke up with him that I was like shit like who who is who is Natalie like who am I what do I want like you know because when you're with this person you kind of think all the goals that you have out for yourself are very much like oh yeah we'll get a house together okay cool I need to work a little bit more and oh yeah then we'll can kind of you know let's do this and oh yeah our friends are doing this and you know you have all your kind of future plans is based on this person and with this person and for me I kind of was basing a lot of my future goals and a lot of the things that I wanted to do in life around him and around what he wanted to do you know and it very near to the end of our relationship that was the the kind of pinnacle part where I was making life changes in terms of I had a choice between working at a new job near where we supposedly was thinking of moving to which was on the other side of the water like near um sort of like New Elton Way or do I stay in Essex where I'm living now um, and where most of my family is um, and get a job here? Because I had two jobs offered to me in both both locations. I think the old me at that point would have kind of take the one, you know, near where we supposedly was going to live and where we were supposedly going to get a house. But I thought about it and I spoke to the girls and they were like, no, Natalie, you need to do things for yourself like you know this is a big decision you need to do what's best for you and what's easy for you it's a chore if you go and work at that location across the water when you're still you're not living there yet so I obviously chose to work in Essex and I chose that job and I thank the Lord that I did because you know pretty soon after that choice um, we ended up breaking up and I just think to myself, if I had chose to work near where, you know, I supposedly thought I was going to spend, you know, the rest of my life in a sense, it would have been, you know, a very, very difficult situation for me in terms of work and for myself. But yeah, I think for anyone else that goes through heartbreak, I think you don't realise how much of yourself goes into it until after it's over. And then you think, oh, wow, you know, you start re evaluating yourself um, and then at the same time I do think that heartbreak is I think it's a blessing sometimes even though it is really hard at the time like you know you're hot you literally I, I, everyone right now on this podcast will say like you know they know they understand the feeling of when when your heart breaks like they know what that feels like um, and if no one's ever gone through that, they, they don't understand how it feels. But the way that you feel after that, and when you reevaluate who you are, like who I am now and what I've done with my life now, I thank the Lord that I've had that heartbreak because I don't know if I would be a stronger person as I am now to who I was, you know, four years ago. I actually have some follow on questions from that, but I'm going to hand over to Nathan so he can give his experience um similar to the rest of you guys i was going out with someone who i thought maybe that 
possibly could spend my rest of my life with them. And then it got to a point where it was a deadlock, like literally um, we were arguing, we moved in together. Um, I think we moved in together. It was our dream to move in together. We moved in together and then three months later, um, we broke up just because communication stopped. Um, I was focused on just like providing and like growing and I didn't focus on the little things. Maybe I took my eye off the ball. But at the same time, we broke up. And at the time, I found out that she went to another guy. And then that turned my whole world upside down. It was literally like upside down. I didn't know what to do. Um, heartbroken. And it took, me, it took me a while to get over it. But through my experience, the best thing that happened was that I knew that there was no coming back because of the pain. So the pain, every time I wanted you to reach out or say I miss you or I still love you, the pain was too great. So I never went back. Like I obviously at the start, I did the first few days. And then as time went on, I started growing and I was recovering. Um, mentally, I grew stronger. Um, and I'm quite a resilient person anyway, but it was traumatic. Like it was pretty difficult. Well, yeah, it was probably one of the difficult times I've been through because we planned together. Like we knew our children's names. We knew where we were going to live. We knew everything. She knew my family, I knew hers. Like, mm. it was to a point where, like, I'd be at work and she was out having coffee with my mum and my, my sisters. And I didn't even, like, plan that out. She would just be with them. Like, it was that kind of closeness. So, yeah, it was one of those things where it, it took time and then time is a healer. But at the time, I just didn't know where to, where to look or what to do. And the f main thing I would say probably to get over that was just to take your time with it focused on the positives i know it sounds cliche but it's one of the things i did so and then i and the only way i got through it is through my friends friends and family like at the time uh, my brother was on the phone to me checking on me every day uh, my friends were on to me checking on me every day taking me out so that's the only way i got through it. without them it would have it would have been a huge struggle but within that like what natalie was saying there was a lot of growth incredible growth and then a lot of confidence came back from that as well because Obviously, once you, you get broken, you grow even stronger. So it was like a, a great part of me was like happy it happened because it happened then. And then I was able to like learn from it as well. So I knew what I wanted over my next partner and what I was looking for. And um, yeah, that's it really. Okay, cool. I feel like there's like a, a common theme in what a lot of you have said. So for example, you said like, okay, when you come out of that relationship, you realize how much is invested in that person in your relationship so now that you're all single do you think your past is present in your future like what steps you're going to take next for example like natalie you said oh you realized how much you invested in that relationship would you do that again in another relationship because that was the authentic you or would you hold back because you got burnt the first time i think in the new relationship now i think <laughs> at the same time it's weird because I am that person. So I am the type of person that once I fall for someone, that's it. Like, I'm like, I want to give that person everything. I'm like, yeah, you want to go here? Yeah, let's go. You want to hit the tap? Let's go on holiday, man. Like, let's, let's just go. Let's bounce. So uh -huh. I am that type of person. Um, but I think now I will make sure that I'm taken care of first. You know, um, I'll make sure that I keep doing all the things that I wanted to do for myself so like you know I'll you know I, I always say I said this actually funny enough to one of the girls at, um, at my work because she was asking me obviously before Covid um, <laughs> so she asked me about oh 
not like if you meet anyone like you know you're gonna probably get a house with them and move in with them I said no I was like no way I was like listen I will have my house they will have their house and then maybe I may stay over their house a few times and, and have a drawer and have a cupboard but best believe my house will still be sitting there waiting for me to, to come back when I'm ready so I think I am in that mindset where I'll make sure that I still have the things that I need to have as well as trying to have you know a life with this other per- with this so-called other person god help me let me help find someone <laughs> does anyone want to add that like will you do the same things because that was you or would you approach things differently now that you've been through that kind of pain I was thinking I don't know it's a hard one because I don't think you fully get the full enjoyment of a relationship if you don't fully give yourself and if you are that sort of person then it's very hard to not be that person but at the same time it's so hard to not to forget the heartbreak that you've gone through before. So naturally, I do think naturally as we get old enough to chat to Jade about this, like your defenses are higher and you can't, you almost can't love as purely as you did when you were younger because mm. you're just so much more aware of the different things that, that could possibly go wrong. You know, it's uh. very difficult. For me in my last relationship um, with, that, with that guy, um, he had a child as well. So my next thing is I don't really want to be in that dynamic again but at the same time it's very likely that I don't know that 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 would come up again so it's a it's a hard it's a hard thing I think so long as people are mature and honest then maybe you can it allows you to be more honest in that relationship and give yourself without feeling the fear of being hurt mm. but that, that might just be a pie in the sky sort of thing. I think I'm similar to you though Heather I think um like I do have my guard up and I've been told that I've got my guard up, but equally I love like loving someone. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I enjoy that feeling of like looking after someone and that love, that, that bond and that connection. So I know that once I find the right person that I want to put, bring my guard down for, I can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm also tired of the struggle. Like I'm tired of doing stuff on my own. And like, I'm thinking about, okay, I want to buy a house like at some point and move out of my flat. And I think when I was younger, I was much more sensible. I bought my flat on my own, even though I was in a long-term relationship, I didn't buy it with that person. I did it on my own. But now I'm like, I don't want to struggle again on my own. Like if you, if you got a house or if you got a saving, let's just buy a house together. If it doesn't work out, we get 50%. Like we'll do a contract before we do it. Like I don't want the struggle anymore. I just want to kind of like give it a go and see what happens. I was talking to a friend about this recently and they've been in a, like a shorter term relationship and they were kind of panicking. And I was like, look, you could be in a short term relationship and jump in and it could work, but you could be in a long term relationship like me. And look, 11 years later, it didn't work. Like sometimes I think you just got to give things a go. And I think that's the attitude that I would bring to the next relationship that I have where I feel ready to let my guard down. Mm. I think it's it's a tough question, like Heather said, like, you can't love the same as before, but at the same time, I think if you go into a relationship and you kind of carry what you've had in the past, it's a bit unfair on the person you're with. A bit, I think it's unfair, but obviously that person's got to be understanding if there's a past in it. You explain once you get to know each other. But if I was to go into a relationship the same, most likely, because I'm quite like, most people say I'm too into my feelings, but 
that's the way I love, isn't it? So if I go, I go 100 or go home, that's that. There's no point. Otherwise, if I do like double dutch in and out, like trying to figure out playing games, uh, it's long and then it's just pointless and then you never actually enjoy it. You know what I mean? I want to dive straight into the deep end sometimes, but obviously if you want to work from the shallow end to the deep end and be cool, that's it. But going in and out is long, so I'd go probably slowly and gradually rather than diving in like I did before. I hear that. I feel like, well, I've experienced heartbreak as well, as I feel like all of you have known, where I was with my first partner for four years, and then I found out he was cheating on me with an older woman with two kids. I say older woman because at the time I was 20, and so she was 25. So at that age, I was like, oh my God, she's older. Like she has this, she has that. Um, and I was like, she has kids and he was playing father to her, uh, to her kids. And that, that really, really hurt me. And I remember like, I probably was too young to associate that feeling with like mental health, but I lost my hair. I remember I cut my hair into a hairstyle and everyone thought I cut my hair into a hairstyle because that's the hairstyle I wanted. Now I cut my hair because my hair was falling out. And I, that was the only way I could cover it. It wasn't the fact that I wanted to do that hairstyle. I had no choice because my hair was a shambles. Um, and it was the same year that I found out my dad had cancer and I was just all over the shop. So I feel like what Nathan said about having friends and family pulling you through and just at that young age, I was probably learning about myself and understanding who I was because I had been in a relationship from 16 to 20. Those are the years that people are going, I Napa, those are that's when Funky House was coming out. Everyone was having a great time and I was in a relationship. So I wasn't really doing those things. And I wasn't doing those things because I was in a relationship and I couldn't do those things. I was just in my relationship and not really looking at the things that was happening around me. Um, mm. But when I look back, I actually think that I was affected mentally because I was like, back then at that young age, I was like, I don't want to get into another relationship because I'm definitely going to get cheated on. Like if someone could do that and I didn't know and I was with them all the time. I was like, how do people live apart? And that stuff happens. But that was just my young mentality. So my question um, to you guys is like, how do you think your mental health was during that, your heartbreak? Or was it something that you didn't really think about? You just kept it moving? Um, I would say maybe not just after the, heart, not after the heartbreak, but during the relationship. So during the relationship, I was like really depressed. and. I was working at a place where I didn't enjoy the job and I thought it was probably because of that and I thought that maybe I just suffered from like low self-esteem and was just felt down all the time and I started seeing a counsellor and not a lot of my friends know this either but I started speaking to someone about how I was feeling and the thoughts that I was having and now when I look back on it I realise it was the relationship that was having an impact on my mental health and actually my mental health improved so much more when we broke up. The amount of people that said to me after we broke up, JJ, you seem so different. Like you just seem lighter. Like you just seem so much happier. And although I was heartbroken that it didn't work, I think I was just so much happier that I wasn't in that situation. And I haven't felt like how I felt for the whole time that I've been single. Like I haven't felt that depression and I, and I was, I'm an outgoing person and Christina and Heather, you know me as an outgoing person, but there was a point where I just wouldn't go out. Like I would stay in my house. I wouldn't talk to anyone. I would just be a recluse, which is why I fight so hard now to not go back to that person. But yeah, it was a different perspective. The breakup actually 
impacted my mental health in a positive way. Yeah, okay, I second that. So I feel that it was a positive thing mentally, but it did turn my world upside down. But there was a lot of positives for me to take from it. Um, mentally, um, it was challenging, like you said already, like the friends and family it helped a lot. So I was when I broke up, I was just started fairly a new job, and um, I also had a business on the side, uh, my own business. So the, what I normally do, well, anyway, doesn't matter. But like, well, what I was focusing on was the business. So I was drawing positives on my business. So to keep myself mentally focused and like in a good routine. I'd focus on my business stuff. So I'll be meeting clients, doing design works, et cetera. And that's how I got myself through it. And then that would give me like, boost my confidence and I'll be enjoying myself a bit more because it was something I was passionate about. So instead of, it was almost a bit papering over the cracks, but at the same time, it was getting me through the days. And every day that went past, I got stronger. And it almost felt like a weight had been lifted as well once I came out of the relationship. Because I said before, like, there was a lot of weight I was carrying in that relationship. I didn't realize until it ended. So after day four or five, I was still heartbroken, but I felt like, I remember going to work one day feeling like, wow, like, I don't, I don't, I don't have no responsibility for this woman anymore. And I was like, I felt like it, it was very dependent on me. So I was like, I didn't realize this. So I was just like, boom. And then I, there was a different energy about me. Um, and I was a bit reckless. I'm not going to lie. It was a different energy about me. And then I was just doing my thing. And then uh, at the end of the day, you are laughing, but it's not that you are deep. <laughs> Everyone gets over it in different ways, you know. Yeah, <laughs> in different ways, gets over it. Yeah, yeah. Or get under it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, listen, do you know Nathan? I'm, I'm, I'm in your team with that one. Don't yeah, worry. Okay. I, was, I was doing like, anyway. Christina knows I had to have a talking to, to to like put me back in in line, but um, I was. I was, yeah, it was cool. I was cool after like a few months. It was, I focused on certain things to get me through. And then as of time went by, I was healed over time. But it took me a while though, I'm not going to lie to you. And then I think the best thing that happened was that she moved on straight away. And then I was, there was reluctant to go ever go back. So my focus was just to do me and do me only. And the more I focused on me and enhanced me, the better I felt. And that's what helped my mental state. You know what I mean? And then reflecting on it. I was a lot, there was a lot of reflection, so I went on holiday. Ah, oh, that's it. Holidays. I would spend time by myself. That's my mental. That's it. That's it. I, yeah. I like, <laughs> Sorry to add to that. Yeah, I did the same thing. I got. I was meant to be going away with him, so I was meant to go away with my mum first, and I was going to be with my mum for the first like ten days, and then he had talked me into extending the holiday because he was going to join us shortly after. He had his friend's wedding, he was going to join us shortly after, and then I would have 10 days with him. Well, we broke up, and I ended up on holiday alone by myself for 10 days, and I was so anxious about it. But it was the best thing. Like, it just gave me so much time, reflection to myself. I did things that I wanted. I came back feeling like a new person. It was the best thing. 100%. She said it. I don't need to continue. Next. <laughs> so I feel like in terms I I feel like I did the um like putting on a front thing so like I think for me in terms of my mental health I did that guarded mental health kind of thing so I was just like still going to work but you know I was still this like bubbly person at work um and I was just going out with the girls so I had just put on this front where I was just like yeah they were like yeah let's go here and I literally just went to town like I was just out 
all the time. Like I was going to brunches, I was going to events, I was going to drinks. I was just out all the time. I was on like, I tried all the dating apps. I did Tinder, Bumble, Plenty of Fish. Like I was on them all. I had literally, Christina knows, Christina will say, she will say, Natalie Single is like, it's like a story. It's like Chronicles. <laughs> like, there was a story. That it's, like Harry it's like Harry Potter, every single chapter. <laughs> but for me, that's how, that I think I became a very sort of like emotionless, not emotionless, but I, I became a very matter-of-fact kind of person, which I wasn't. I was, I you know, before for post sort of like breakup I was very that optimistic person and I was so like you know always fighting for like the positive and was like yeah this is gonna be great no you should go for it and I was always that person as soon as my breakup happened that was it it was like wild child was out I was like don't care about no one I'm gonna have fun that's all I cared about if someone wanted to take me out for dinner yeah I'll go for dinner for you yeah where do you want to go I don't what do I fancy today like you know that's that's literally what I felt because I thought you know what I'm gonna do things for myself (laughs) (laughs) so that was I was that person I was that breakup girl I was that person and I had some good times don't get me wrong but you know that only lasted for a certain amount of time Mm. because you can't you can't sustain that life Mm. you genuinely can't so um happy to know I'm not like that no more. <laughs> <laughs> I think it slowly, although I put up this front, I think when I did come home, I think that that that's when I really broke down, like, you know, I did have a tear and stuff like that to myself. Um and I think it's just because I wanted to be that strong woman. Um and I had this mind set that you know if I broke down in front of people um, and if I was that person that just stayed in my house for like weeks on end I would be seen as being weak um, so I was like I need to be out I need to be active because then people won't see that I'm weak do you know and 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 that's why I think I was out and about so much and was like active and things because I didn't want people to think I was weak I didn't want to be that person mm. which now I, I think is ridiculous because <laughs> everyone you know has a low point in their life and you're not weak for you know feeling that emotion and being hurt you know you're not weak for being that way so you know if you if you need to cry for 12 hours and watch back-to-back romantic films on Netflix fucking do it man just maybe don't do it alone do it with something that's a cultural (laughs) thing yes I think I was talking to my friend about this today about like how in the black community you're not allowed to talk about mental health issues. You're not allowed to talk about feeling down. And as soon as you talk about those sorts of things, you're perceived as weak. And so you can't, I don't like crying in front of my mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. You know I mean? It's like, I, I didn't. And I, and bearing in mind, I live, I, I live with my mom and she, I, I, I don't think she, she knew when she found out what happened, she was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And just brushed it off. I wouldn't I I, even till this day I think if you spoke to my mum she will I never sat down and had a conversation with her about what happened Uh, I never I didn't tell her I think because it was I think because I knew if I did tell her I would feel even worse Mm -hmm. like I I would feel like I I'd not let her down but I would just feel like 
I did something wrong because of the what happened because yeah. you know I was with this person he was in my life he was in part of my family everyone loved him and then one day he just turned around and said I don't love you anymore so in that respect I kind of felt like I had done something wrong and it was my fault so I didn't want to tell her anything because I thought oh my god you probably think I did something wrong <laughs> it's my fault which it wasn't but yeah I do think it is a cultural thing that you know you kind of don't you have to be seen to be strong always mm. strong yeah I feel like just to add to that so with the first breakup I felt exactly I didn't feel like I couldn't be like I have a good uh, relationship with my mum so I told her I said oh we broke up I didn't tell her straight away I did this thing where I didn't tell her for like two three months Mm -hmm. and then I then got into another relationship and this isn't to put him down at all but I don't think I was over it and I don't think I should have got into a relationship I just did because it felt like the right thing to do and I felt like I don't want to not take this opportunity because I'm still hurt and I did exactly the same thing we broke up and I didn't tell my mum but this time my mum clocked my mum was like are you all right I was like yeah yeah I'm fine she was like you haven't gone out like you haven't gone out you haven't seen your friends you haven't done anything I was like yeah I'm just not feeling well she was like what for two months you're not feeling good I was like no and then she was like every time I come in the room you're just sat in the dark and I think I was just evaluating myself or putting the relationships down to me and obviously I had a part to play in those relationships but I was like oh my god there must be something wrong with me this must be on me that this hasn't worked so I feel like I hear what you're saying Natalie but I think in relationships it takes two to tango and it might be someone else's fault fault sorry um more than the others but you just have to move on from it it's not easy it's not a quick fix but I feel like the more you just talk to people or the more you just take time to actually evaluate yourself and understand what you want from a relationship or what you want from life it's easier to like move forward so with that being said one thing I do notice is that when people break up with someone they then tend to like level up and like what do you think that is like why do you think people come out of a relationship and like no I'm gonna go 200 times harder than I, than before like what is that like why don't we why don't people do that when they're in a relationship but as soon as the relationship ends they're like no nah, I need to go full throttle I think it's because uh I'm just gonna say this I don't know if it's people agree I think when you're in a relationship you're kind of in your comfort zone and you're living inside a bubble right so it's just you and that person within that world yeah I think that's what happens over years and time, you get more comfortable. I'm not saying everyone does this, but it's what I feel. Get more comfortable. You get more like you're reassured. You're feeling reassured with them. So, and then once you come out of that bubble and it pops, you kind of like almost wake up, and that's everything's a bit clearer. And in order for you to feel regain that confidence and that self-esteem that you were gaining from that person being in your life, you kind of have to kind of like maybe invest more time in you. So you have to kind of say those things to yourself, like I'm going to do A, B and C to improve so you can feel better about yourself. It might be over to just get over the breakup or even to attract a better partner than you had previously. Subconsciously, people might go, nah, it's not true. But I think there's a part of that. No matter how you look at it, to go like, I'm going to go 200% and do this, you want to drive forward because you want to have a better life for yourself and whoever you share with, right? So that's why you do it. So you maybe want to drive forward to meet someone who's better or above you or, I don't know, that's just my view. I was going to say, I think for me, in terms of like 
feeling like I needed to improve, I had comments that were made to me, like towards the end of our relationship, particularly in arguments that were like below the belt. Nah. And those are the things that drive me now. Those are the things that, you know, that whole Khloe Kardashian revenge body thing. It's like, in my head, I don't want to think that you're the driver behind me. <laughs> you're laughing, Nathan. <laughs> no, but in my head, I don't want you. To, I don't want you to be a part of my success in a way, and I don't want you to be the driver for my success. But equally, I can't help but feel like I want to prove you wrong. So those comments that you made that made me feel so low, like I want to show that actually, like I'm more than those comments. I am. I am better. I can improve. And so, yeah. Those are the sort of things that, that that make me feel like I wanna like level up, as you say, and 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 be confident as well. Like not have those comments in the back of my head that that knock my confidence from being with other people or, you know, having that thought process in my head. I hear that. Do you feel like any of you there's been comments made when you've been in a relationship that actually stopped you from doing certain things rather than drive you to do certain things? Never stop. I don't think there was comments, but my situation, because like I said, he had a daughter and we lived together, that changed my life. I feel like it, it actually aged me about 10, 15 years, those three years being with him, because I was playing mum. I'd never done that in my entire life. It flipped me upside down. I didn't, I feel like I started dressing differently, started dressing more mumsy, um, was just a lot more PC. It refers back to what Natalie was saying before about when I came out of it, I was very black and white because I wanted to, I was like, nah, you know what? It is what it is. And you come out just thinking, you know, you just, it's just like a moment of clarity almost. It's amazing. But um, yeah, being in that was very, very strange. It just changed my whole persona. And I remember one day in the relationship being like, I feel like I'm losing myself because I was a different person. Like how I am now, how, what's, what year is it? Maybe a couple of years after is more like how I was before. But in the relationship, I probably lost quite a few of my, fr my really close friends. You know, I wasn't doing, I wasn't as, as outgoing as I am now, even though a lot of people say I'm still not very outgoing. <laughs> but to me, it was, it was even worse then. Like I was, I was at home doing cooking, cleaning and helping, helping the little girl with homework. Like that was my life. And doing school runs and it's it's this massive thing now that was my life just remembering that and thinking that i gave all that up for somebody made me think and they didn't want to do anything about that for me was part of my heartbreak so i think i came out of it knowing that if the person's not meeting me on my level then it's not that's not going to run mm. yeah i don't think i ended much i think i did i in terms of like my appearance changed i think because i think when i was in a relationship i was just like I don't know I was just me but I think after a relationship I kind of focused more on what I wanted to do so Christina will tell you I, I've got shit loads of tattoos now I was waiting for yeah that's me define just me then I waited for the second part I knew yeah <laughs> yeah yeah me with a with a lot of ink um and I've realised, I thought to myself, it's only now that I think, because I, I've got another one booked in to get done as well on my leg. And I think I realised that I, even now, like people say, oh, you need to, like my friends will be like, nah, you need to stop, like you, you've got enough. And I feel like, no, I don't, this is, this is who I am. Like I was in a relationship and felt like I couldn't get 
the ones like tattoos that I wanted to get and things because I I didn't want to appear to to look like this like you know that kind of person but now I'm like I don't care like I want to be tattooed if I want to get my whole if I want to get a full leg I'll get a full leg I had a question that I really wanted okay now I remember okay so we are all either approaching 30 or 30 plus already when you were back then when you were in a relationship you met this person however you met them right you were then in this relationship and you thought cool this is it it's full steam ahead you're staying with this person how would you compare dating now to dating like a good five to ten years ago it's a jungle it's awful oh my god it's awful it's yeah it's terrible jungle the Uh, games the social media yeah that's it's a a mad thing now (laughs) trust me (laughs) i'm lost like all right let me start off all lost All right, so let's say ten years ago, it was easier. It was there was le- there was less social media. I think social mm-hmm. media messed the whole thing up. Yeah, it's mad because what it is now, oh my gosh, because it's mad now. If you could see a girl and find out her name, yeah, you could just find her name out. You could find out what her Instagram is, slide in her DMs, and then all of a sudden, it's a problem for her if she's dating someone. People are more accessible now. So before, and people have lots more options. So people are just like. If you're not treating me right, I'm just going to do A, B, and C. So in my, from my perspective, as a male, I'm like, is she really like 100% down? Or is she just playing games? Or is she just waiting for the best opportunity? Because that's where it is now. You know what I mean? What can I attract with who I am and how I look? That's all, that's all I see in my head. So I'm like, unless you're engaged in conversation and you are like actually stimulating my mind, I'm not that intrigued, I'll be very honest. Just because if you look like 10 out of 10, I need more than that. And then today, today's world is like, it's a challenge because I'm like, you just look amazing, but there's nothing else to you. But in this, in this day, that wins. That's all you need. That's what some, some of the guys, the young guys are down for. But for me, it's, it's challenging because, yeah, like, it's cha- I, I, I hear stories, I hear stories and then, um, even even at work here, yeah, when we and Christine and Natalie used to work together, I don't even want to mention this person's name, but there was a security guard. Yeah. <laughs> so they they didn't even really know each other, but he took an opportunity just to message this girl out of the blue, out of nowhere, and that blossomed into a relationship. I think they got married. I think they got married and they have kids. Oh uh, yeah, 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 they got married, but it was just through social media. He took a risk, messaged her done and she had been with her boyfriend for about seven years or something it was a wrap she was she had a boyfriend she was in a relationship she was in a relationship i'm not gonna say names no but yeah he slid in boom i was like yeah i think social media makes it difficult because i think the one thing that i think about is you meet someone if you eventually follow each other on social media and you start seeing the links that they're friends with some of your friends or some of your friends' friends, you're like, how do they know this person? Then you're like, can I ask that question? Like, it's got you checking yourself for things that you would normally ask. Like, if you saw them and you were in a club and they said hello to someone, you would say, oh, how do you know that person? Whereas if you see it online, it's like a bit taboo. Can you ask that question? Are you being too inner? Is it your business? Um, But I feel like, I don't know, because I'm in a relationship and I met my partner through work. So I didn't do the whole meet them. I've never done online dating. So that's why when I see Natalie online dating, 
I swipe and I'm like, oh, is this how it works? Because I've never done that. So I feel like the people who are in long-term relationships or are coming out of them, like dating is a whole different bag right now. And I don't know how you make it suit you, I guess. So that's why I was just wondering, like how you guys finding it. I think you just have to, I think for me anyway, I think you have to make sure you take encounters and interactions that you have online with a pinch of salt. So for me, that's how I see it anyway. I always, so when I am, when I have done like online dating and things like that, and when I have matched with someone, I'll have a one, like I'll have a quick conversation with them. And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll see how it goes. But for me, I'm kind of like, if you're not consistent and if you don't show me that you're, you're invested or that you're giving like a little bit of an effort, then to me, it is what, then to me, I'm kind of like, okay, you're not, you're not serious. That's cool. Bye. It is what it is. Oh yeah. Oh, we had this really cool connection. Yeah, it's cool. It's just more of a sexual connection. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you. Had fun. Bye-bye. Next. You're not the one. Like, you know, so it's kind of like you have to take it with a pinch of salt. When I think when people come out of relationships, sometimes, you know, I would say to someone, don't like if you want to go out into the world of being single life, don't take things necessarily to heart too much. Yeah. Um yeah, sometimes it it might not end well. I say to my friends all the time, and Heather will know this, you categorise people into two categories. Have a bit of fun. <laughs> or, okay, I see it's going somewhere. And yeah. that is how I feel like you have to look at being single. Like, yeah. there is nothing wrong with the people that you want to have a bit of fun with on the way to finding that person um, that you may want to spend the rest of your life with. Also, another thing that I don't like, though, is that it's perceived that women are always looking for the one. Some of us aren't looking for the one right now. Some of us are enjoying the having the fun. So it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have to be every single woman. Someone said a comment to me the other day, and it really annoyed me, my neighbour. He was like, oh, you're still single. I'm surprised. Why are you surprised? Do I look like I'm ready to get married no i've just been locked up for 11 years i'm all right like i'm okay having a little bit of fun i do not don't be surprised like maybe the choice is mine and not the other person's like don't think that like i, I don't know the, the comment just annoyed me and then back to your point on like yeah media i think like social media and and um online apps and stuff you do have to like what natalie was saying you have to build like a tough skin um, because it can have an impact on your mental health. I had the same thing coming out of a long-term relationship, going into the like the dating world, and meeting someone. The first person that I met and kind of interacted with and had a bit of fun with, and then seeing their online persona and seeing like the things that they were liking, or like you know, you come across a page and they're like, and I see that this person's like that page, and it really had a knock on me because I was like, well, I don't like that person, and they're liking that picture, and mm. I don't look like that. And it took a long while for me to kind of get a tough skin, but it's because I just wasn't used to this sort of social media life. Like you said, Nathan, I was in a bubble. Mm. I didn't realize. So I think you do have to build a tough skin when you, yeah, when you uh, use online dating apps or go on social media as well. I want to discover me and like find what I like first before I jump into the next relationship. Yeah, I hear you. But he was trying to say that you're so attractive, I can't believe you're single. That's what he was saying. 
Yeah, I do. So, I, do you know? Yeah, I'm 50 50. Half of me feels like, yes, Jade, that is true. And then the other half is, yeah, Nathan, I do get that. Because sometimes when guys have said, oh, I can't believe you've been single this long, one, I'm, I am like Jade, and I'm like, well, because I choose to be. Like, uh, yeah, I think 50 50. I ain't going to like. And then, another, and then another part of me thinks, oh, actually, do you know what? Okay, fair. I, I get where you're coming from. You're probably thinking, no, generally, you've got like, a really good personality you seem like a really nice person i'm surprised no guys bothered to like you know bow down at your feet and treat you like a queen yes you perspective yeah cool cool does anyone have anything they want to bring up in this forum just before we end it Unless you've got a banner in the works, you've got something up there, dash it in. <laughs> no, I feel like I asked my question. My question was just about like the dating thing because I'm intrigued because God forbid if we were to break up, I wouldn't know where to begin. Like I would not know where to begin. Have I ever, ever gone out with someone? Yeah, Christina, you're, listen, Christina, you're a different type of single person. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Do you know what I realise? It's not a lie. No, I no seriously. I think I realise um, being like because when I broke up with my ex, I had both my close friends were also single. So my one of my best friends, who's like my party poop, like literally really well, she was single, and my other friend was single. So it was just like the three of us. We would go out a lot. Um, and I remember when Christina was single was completely different like she and I used to think to myself come on man like come party with us like let it loose but she she just wasn't she just wasn't that type of person and I think you have to remember like not everyone is not everyone treats single life the same the same way not everyone handles heartbreak the same you know um everyone will go through it but everyone it affects everyone so differently I agree like, after my breakup, I was I was a bit of a homebody. Uh, not a recluse, but I was uh, I, the club scene wasn't for me. I didn't want to be out there like that. It, it didn't bring me any healing. So I was like, nah, this is this. Yeah. It, it didn't it didn't do anything for me. Um, my final thought on this whole topic would be, if you're going through anything, I would think that you just need to talk it out. Talk it out. Talking about it is probably the best thing you can do, and having some time alone as well. So that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, level playing field on that so 50 50 talking and then having some time where you just isolate yourself even if you fly away by yourself but kind of have that that's how you'll get through it because you have time to kind of like because there's a lot of emotions going around and some of the emotions maybe if you had your heart broken for the first time you never felt before so you don't know how to deal with it so talking about it with someone that's already gone through it will help and then plus reflecting on it as well afterward and understanding your emotions is a, a big thing so going further because what some people do they get heartbroken and they run through the next wall and like hopefully they think they're gonna like heal but if you don't like face up to it it's gonna haunt you like later down the line and it's gonna be worse the walls will come off and it'll be like a terrible little crash that's my final thing i've got a final thought um i feel like for people that are in i'm not out here trying to break people up but a lot of people know when they're in a bad situation and just know that if it is the wrong situation for you don't be don't be scared to leave it because even though heartbreak is tough, it's still better than being in the wrong situation. Mm. Yes, mm. that's very true. Very true.
Um, I would just say, you know, don't feel afraid to feel upset or feel, um, you know, feel the way that you're feeling. I think, like I said before, in our culture, it's, it's very frowned upon to talk about feeling upset. And it's not necessarily, I don't, I don't like that about my culture. I don't like that about my family. They don't talk about their feelings. So talk about your feelings. If you're feeling, you know, down or upset, have a look at the NHS website, you know, consider cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, There's things that that are out there that can help you. If you have um, employee assistance at your workplace, like make use of the things that are available to you. Don't wait until it gets to the last um, the last point or the you know to the to the worst um yeah i think i think that's the the main thing that i'd probably say um i think my sort of final thought would be if you are going through heartbreak just know you know it's not um it's not gonna last forever and to just really think about what makes you happy um, and remember the things that you did or or have done that you really enjoyed and, and what will make you smile again. And I think when you find that, that's when you're like, okay, th- and just stick with it. Um, and it really helps me. I mean, I love going on holiday and I think the holidays were great because that's what I loved. And it always made me smile being with my friends and my family and and it worked. So I would say, yeah, do that and just know like there will come a day where you will say, hallelujah, thank fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But no, I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for being here and sharing your experiences. I'm sure other people will listen to what you've said and take something away from it. So thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you've taken some key points from this episode. If you have any questions, please email fallintoconversation at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow the Instagram page, Fall Into Conversation, to look out for upcoming episodes and useful information.